<laughs> I want to bring you a, a brief but challenging message to you that I've entitled The Great Beyond. The Great Beyond. I'm not talking about the sky or the atmosphere. You know, we've sung that old chorus about way beyond the blue. I'm not talking about heaven. I'm not talking about space aliens. I don't want to alienate anyone. But uh, this is not beyond comprehension. I believe you can pick this up very quickly. But what I want us to do is look at, consider this morning the story of the Good Samaritan and see that as overlaid upon the, the Great Commission. I don't know if you've ever seen that connected before, but the Lord has placed that upon my heart to share with the premise that the good neighbor, the good Samaritan story is a seedbed for the Great Commission. And uh, the, the good Samaritan story, as you know, is found in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. I'm not going to take the time to read it right now. I think you're very familiar with it, but I ask you to look it up later. And uh, in this story, as the, the seedbed, I see it as the seedbed or the prime or primary opportunity and responsibility that will grow into something that is all-encompassing. But as you know, there was the response to a need by the Good Samaritan. However, the need is not the seed. The need is not the seed, but it is the opportunity. And we need to make the most of that opportunity. And very quickly, the first thing I want you to understand is that we must go beyond feeling. Now, the, one of the first things noted in the scripture is that he saw the need and he had pity on the man. And it starts with that. But, you know, even with, um, even as it begins with vision, when you combine sympathy and pity with that, it still is not enough to take religious people past the inconvenience. However, we can go beyond feeling and the great compassion that God can put in our hearts will motivate action and reaction. But uh, again, we've got to go beyond just feeling sorry for somebody. Just that aspect of sympathy. Um, again, it's not enough even for those who are like ourselves, let alone for those who are different. And it must see beyond the momentary for a feel-good fix for the moment but there was a pouring on of the oil and the wine, which I think is symbolic of the oil, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and the wine representing the truly transformative blood of Jesus Christ. It's more than just a bandage, a feel-good cover-up. These are truly recovery facilitators. There's a, a, an old course I, I learned years ago that said, I want to spend my life Mending broken people, I want to spend my life removing pain. Lord, let my words heal, heal a heart that hurts. I want to spend my life mending broken people. And I trust God has placed in your heart that similar sentiment. And as I referred to earlier in our presentation, 
evangelism is often short-term, but discipleship, as mandated in the Great Commission, is always long-term. So it begins with seeing the need, but then we've got to go beyond feeling. Because one of the, the dangers of just going by feeling is sometimes that sympathy and, and pity, if we're not careful, if, if we are not in the growing process ourselves, it may be limited to what we do out of uh, maybe even a feeling of superiority, like an ethnocentric kind of a feeling that, well, those poor people, I'm going to help them because they, they're not as good as we are. And so we've got to go beyond feeling and we've got to go beyond stereotypes. I don't know what your type of stereo is, but we all have them. And I want you to be reminded of the unexpected source as well as the recipient in this story. Today, you know, just even in recent days, hearing people interact with each other, I heard somebody say about, oh, the, you know, they were doing a Good Samaritan thing. And Good Samaritan to most people now just means being a good guy, giving a, a helping hand. But we need to be reminded that in this context that Jesus was talking about, the Samaritan was not just a good guy. I mean, uh, the, the general attitude in public, at least among the Jewish population, is they didn't, they didn't like the Samaritans. And uh, I want to remind you that the Great Commission, although it's one of the commissions we find in Acts 1.8, we think of... a when the Holy Spirit anoints us, it is to be witnesses, not just do witnessing, but, by the way, but be witnesses starting in, well, in Jerusalem. It's not just one you complete and then on to the other, but it's both and. Jerusalem, Judea, the region, and Samaria further out and to the uttermost parts of the earth. However, it's come to my attention in recent years that Samaria is not just Samaria. Let me say that again. Samaria is not just some area. You see, Samaritans were in, infiltrated throughout society. And uh, so even Jesus, when he was going up to Galilee, said, I've got to go through Samaria. Samaria wasn't necessarily farther than all points in Israel. It wasn't just a matter of geographic location, but it was cultural. And these people had intermarried in the northern kingdom, and so there was a mix of race and a mix of religions. And these people were despised by many of the Jews, as looked down upon as, as half-breeds. And, um, but again, Samaritans, with this kind of connotation, you might think of people within our society that are the ones that are looked down upon. But, you know, no people group should remain a victim or a recipient all the time. And even in this case, where you might expect the Samaritan might be the one to draw sympathy, again, going beyond sympathy, going beyond stereotypes, he was the one that ministered to the needs of others, who would not even be, this man would not have received, he did not receive help from his own, even from the religious leadership, professional and lay leadership. And uh, so... Being in the majority or being a member of the party in charge is not a qualifier for usefulness because the majority of people are broken and hurting people themselves. So it's another reason that we must go from all people to all people.
and we must go beyond theology. Now, I have a passion for teaching theology. Growing up in a pastor's home and, and down through the years, I've seen so many uh, twisted doctrines and things, and we need to rightly divide the word of truth. But knowledge and having the truth does not equate to spirituality. Now, here in this story, we do see active generosity and investment of time, energy, and finances. But the Good Samaritan didn't just throw money at the problem, and uh, yet he did include resources that cost him dearly and cost him personally. But it's not just about what you do. Being a neighbor is not something you do. But if you are a neighbor, you will be doing some neighborly things. And when we, we do our best with teaching theology to challenge, again, challenge our students with the mission's message, and we don't just start with the Great Commission, because a lot of people think that's where the mission's heart of God started to be shown. But no, you go back to Genesis for God's mission. We, we call it missio dei, the Latin term for God's mission is right there from the start, from Genesis to Revolution. I could, uh, for, yeah, well, we need a revolution. From Genesis to Revelation, and it's based on God's desire for relationship with all mankind. So we've got to go beyond theology, and one more, we've got to go beyond boundaries. We've got to go beyond man-made national, regional, and ethnic boundaries, and we must be cross-cultural. And in fact, I think that's a good word to describe what discipleship really is. Because discipleship is about teaching the culture of the cross. So we've got to take the culture of the cross and bring that cross-culturally. And the Great Commission compels us to do that. Some people are only generous with those who are like themselves. And some are only generous with those who are distanced from them while neglecting those of their own community that are different. But we must go beyond our neighborhood, our boundaries, and in this day and age of globalization, every time you get on the internet, you do Facebook, you're reminded how globally connected we are, and we must ask ourselves again, who is my neighbor? The tendency is to be very selective about who we help. But with this basis of the Good Samaritan and the Great Commission, those walls that divide us are disintegrated. Whether they are, have been imposed upon us or are self-produced, the walls of the heart and mind come down. And I want to take us back to that initial premise that the Good Samaritan story, the Good Neighbor story, is a seedbed it is a primary opportunity or responsibility that will grow into something all-encompassing. From all people to all people. But I want to back up just one more time. When I say responsibility, I feel we need to make that two words. Because it's more than just having an obligation. We have a responsibility. So I want to remind you today that we have a responsibility ability to go beyond feeling. We have a response ability to go beyond stereotypes. We have a response ability to go beyond theology. And we have a response ability to go beyond boundaries. Thank you, God.
Thank you so much. Give God a hand for that. Bless God. Hallelujah. Uh, we just, some, 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 sometimes we just need that. Uh, an understanding of what your living, day by day living should be. And that is to do the Great Commission and be the Great Commission. Uh,